We're ready to do this. Let's do this. Open it up. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Testing, testing. Oh, the hell is that? Testing, testing. One, two, three. Testing, testing. One, two, three. We are on the air. This is Thesis, Everything is Everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. Thank you for being with us today. Hope you find yourself well. I am coming to you live from Zombieland today. I'm actually doing something a little different. I am outside here in my complex. So if you hear gunshots or wild animals or owls or dogs barking, it's normal. So don't sweat it. Um, you know what, let's get right started, uh, let's get started right away, because, um, I've been doing some research, working on a few things, and I had a few things that I was looking at, and I came across something interesting, so I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, you know, I wanted to think back to, like, the early, earliest years, um, hold on, there we go, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, I want to look back to the earliest years of Earth's um, existence. So, you know, I had Google help me out a little bit. And um, so I, I, um, I asked Google how old Earth is, right? So Earth is about 4 billion years old. A little, little give and take there. Probably a little over. Um, and apparently, somewhere around where I was looking, so there's a couple of different... A couple of different theories, it looks like. Well, not really. Seems to be a little bit of consensus. So, about 3 billion years ago, Earth seems to be to have been covered in water. Sort of like there was a movie uh, with uh, Kevin Costner called Waterworld. Where it was, there was, I mean, there was like a legend of dry land somewhere. And everybody was on boats and whatever. So, the whole, the whole planet was water. And, uh... Geologist evidence shows that uh, about 3.2 billion years ago, the Earth, uh, planet Earth, was covered by a vast ocean and had no continents at all. That is amazing. Can you imagine that? Like, think in your mind where Earth is just like ocean all the way for, well, 3 billion years ago. That's when it happened. Well, that's what they think. So I wonder, um, I wonder if there was already life in the water three billion years ago. You know what? Let's find out together. When did life appear in the ocean? Let's see what she says. Huh. Wait a minute. 4.4 billion years ago. According to Wikipedia, these may be as old as 4.28 billion years, the oldest evidence of life on Earth, suggesting an almost instantaneous emergence of life after ocean formation 4.41 billion years ago. Interesting. So, that's from Wikipedia, and you know we were just looking at the the site was called Life Science. 
and this um, so it says here 3.2 billion years ago the um, the world was covered in an ocean. They found clues about this ancient water world preserved in a chunk of ancient seafloor now located in the outback of of northwestern Australia. Hmm. Okay. But then Wikipedia said something different, but it's okay because we're getting an idea of of a few things. Let's see. Mm, I'm sorry, I am scrolling through a couple of things here. Okay, so when did life appear in the ocean? And it says, at least as far as Wikipedia is concerned, it says pretty much as soon as waters were on Earth, um, as soon as there was water on Earth, life started in the water. So life started in water first, of course, and then land uh after land appeared then i would assume that's when that's when uh animals like maybe crawled out of the ocean onto the land or something some an types of amphibious uh some types of amphibious creatures or something hmm okay So, and uh, I might be, you know, it might seem like we're going mind, um, kind of aimless, but no, there's a purpose to this, okay? So we're looking back at, the, at, at what science is telling us about the creation of Earth. Uh, so then, let's see. So we should probably also be thinking about, okay, so it's water. So when did land, right? When did land come out of the ocean and uh, it says here um, um, maybe around two 2.7 billion years so a billion years after the ocean then land started coming out of the the, the water and then we can safely assume once the land appeared then of course then that's when land creatures appeared because now we're on dry land instead of under the ocean. 2.7 billion years ago. My goodness. So water, land, water. Oh, wait. So like water and life inside the water, of course, first of all. Then land, then, then life on the land. Right, and then after that, I'm assuming that's when birds and stuff started coming around, like, cause uh, unless some early, I mean, I don't know, I don't have it here in front of me, and I wouldn't know how to search for that. But you know, like jumping fish out of the water. No, I think because then dinosaurs, they say, became like birds or something. So okay, maybe, maybe the 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 animals of the sky came after the animals of the land. Well, well I, would, I would assume so because they needed somewhere to land, somewhere to live, right? And if there's no, if it's just water, then they got nowhere to land. Okay, good. So, yes. Okay, so we're, we're, we're looking at the, at the timeline, sort of. Yeah, no, not sort of. We're looking at the timeline of Earth. 
So now we have animals, animals walking on earth, multiplying, because we're talking about billions of years here. Um, billions of years of, of all kinds of probably multicellular animals um, on the earth. Um, so here it says the first life on earth. Uh, let me see. No, that's not it. Forgive me. Anyway. Okay. So we see like, we see the formation from the water to the animals to, you know, dinosaurs or whatever, right? And then like <clears throat> primates. Um... When did primates, when did primates appear on earth? Because, you know, we're a type of primate or we evolved from, you know. So, 55 million years ago is when they theorized that primates um, diverged from other mammals. I'm sorry, around 85 million years ago. Um, and the earliest fossils appear to be aged around 55 million years ago. So primates are one of the latest, well, not one of the latest, because primates existed among many different animals. So forgive me, not one of the latest. Um, but in the time scale that we see the, the evolve, um, I guess in this, we weren't really paying attention to the evolution, but we're looking at the timeline. And we are in modern time, um, modern times, if we're thinking 55 million years compared to uh, 4 billion years or 3 billion years, right? From the ocean to the whatever and to the whatever. Um, and then man, of course, uh, is the latest, is the latest, um, Iteration or evolution of the primate of the primate um, on Earth, right? So it says here about five to seven million years ago is when when we started when the modern human started um, divergence from its its ancestor. Five to seven million years. So humans, of course, what we are today is is the most modern iteration or evolution of of those primates. Now, why do I say that? Okay, uh, you know what? One more thing. Hold on. Okay, so we're, let's remember everything we've been talking about here. Because we are going somewhere with this. Okay. Um, like, so, so we looked at the earth when it was an ocean, right? But see, before it became an ocean, like, what was it? Was it just a big ball of magma, right? I mean, there's some theories out there, and they think that it was something like that. Uh, like, for instance, in life science, it says magma oceans, um, the force of the moon uh, f 
there must have been some sort of impact on Earth early in its in its uh, in its early days, which which send it into a spin of hot molten magma and it's collecting stuff and so it's just like chaotic. It's it's formless. It's just blah. Um, but as it spun and and then you know it cooled and everything. Um, it started to form um, closer to what it's starting to look today, you know, with an atmosphere and then the water and the, and the mantle, you know, the, the way it looks today. It takes time, but it was just a big ball of mess, formless. <sighs> imagine being... Imagine being able to see that, like, like we're using our imagination, but imagine like being there recording when this happened, like how would it look, right? And you can like fast forward it to where you could see it time, time lapsed, like how beautiful it'd be to time lapse it, because I mean, we're talking billions of years, but if you put it in super fast forward, you seem like when they build buildings and stuff and they put these videos with a time lapse. And it makes the video real short, but it starts with nothing, just an empty plot of land. Uh, and then you see all the little tractors and the people moving, and it looks like they're little ants. And then stuff starts forming. And, you know, they do the time lapse, right? Can you imagine a time lapse of this, of this creation of the earth? How beautiful. Or, or, and not even just the earth, but like the galaxy and everything. Like being able to fast forward it like from... I guess the Big Bang or something, because the Big Bang, they're saying, is something like 13 billion years ago. So the Big Bang happened way before the Earth even formed. How that happened, like, I don't know. Was there, like, just stuff flying through the... Ain't no telling. I ain't no, um, uh, you know, uh, physicist or whoever, right, that studies the stars or whatever the heck they are. Anyhow, but I do have an imagination. So imagine... Okay, we're using our imaginations. Imagine we can fast forward it from the Big Bang, right? It's nothing. So, like, you put the tape in. <laughs> what are we watching? VHS here? All right. So, you put the you put the CD in, okay? How about that? <laughs> you put the CD in, in the CD player, and you push play, and it's dark. And you fast forward it. It's dark, it's dark, and dark, and then light what the hell blinding light the big bang right and then stuff is just flying everywhere and there's chaos and there's oh my goodness then we fast forward fast forward and then there's stuff flying so then we kind of zoom in to where our solar system is because our 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 star hasn't been born yet or whatever and if it's it's spit out of a nebula and it's flying through space and it's gathering dust and it's doing whatever. So then these planets or these dust and stuff form and then the planets start forming and now we're at now we're at four billion years when the earth starts forming and there's impacts and all kinds of chaos. Chaos. Chaotic. But then as the forces of nature like gravity and I don't know. Like all these forces, right? Start working their magic. 
little by little order starts cre getting created, right? Like all these dust flying through space starts settling, gathering uh, bigger chunks uh, because, you know, mass has has uh, gravity, but the bigger the mass is, the more gravity it pulls. So bigger rocks start attracting smaller rocks and dust, and it starts gathering, and it starts balling into big ball, whatever, right? Fast forwarding, we're fast forwarding, we're fast forwarding, and then boom. So Earth is just a, the big old ball of dust and mess and aimless and formless and shapeless, and then we fast forward, fast forward, and then somehow, some way, water separates itself from the chemicals and the methane in the air and the whatever and the this and the that and next thing you know earth is a ball of water and remember we're fast forwarding so we're gonna fast forward it and we can see the the, the animals in the ocean we're fast forwarding and then boop you see a little bit of land pop up uh oh little peak coming out of the water what's this because of the, of the, te of the tectonic plates shifting movements and the magma under the water and land rising you know how in, in Hawaii there's islands popping up all the time. Why? Because of the lava and the magma, right? And it gathers in the same thing. So there was a little popping up in the middle of the ocean. Wow. And as soon as that little land popped up, I'm sure some creatures, you know, uh, water, bottom, crawler creatures, probably, uh, you know, snuck onto the land. And some of them made it, some of them didn't. Adapted over the billions of years, right? So now we have land creatures, small ones at first, of course, but then multicellular organisms, big, bigger ones, and whatever. And as the land grows and comes out after some time, sorry, I'm not gonna search it right now, but we can assume, safely assume, that then trees and 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 vegetation and fauna, fauna or whatever, right? Like grass and Stuff started growing once the land appeared. I think we can safely assume that. And we're fast forwarding. Now we have more animals and then probably dinosaurs and birds in the air and pterodactyls and whatever. Mammals appear on the scene. Dinosaurs are wiped out because of a comet. Mammals are the are the uh, survivors because they're smart. They knew how to hide. They knew how to forge for food, whatever. And fast forward a couple more millions of years, a couple billions of years. But now we're talking in the millions. So now we start slowing down the fast forward. So now we see primates, early primates. Ape man type primate creatures. All over the earth, all kinds, all kinds of species. Probably many compatible species to where they even, you know, crossed, inter, interbreeded with each other. Because remember, we as historians, as histori sorry, not a historian, <laughs> as historical buffs, know that there used to be different species of, of um of, of human or of um, well because see here's the thing it's it's not because see look we had the uh, Neanderthal right but see the Homo sapien and the Neanderthal were two different species of huh 
I don't know the right word. But see, they were compatible. Some theories out there believe because, you know, what happened to the Neanderthal? Did they just die out? There's some theories out there that believe that as many of them began to die out, they actually started co-mixing with with the modern human, the, um, the modern uh, Homo sapien. And then that's what happened is that their, their lineage died out of a pure blood and then became a mixture of the modern uh, Homo sapien, modern man. That's interesting. I love that. I love that because, look, we just looked at the history of the earth through a historical perspective, right? Because we looked at the timeline. We're looking at history. We went back in time and fast-forwarded through. And then we're looking at what the science told us about the creation of the earth. And that is so cool because, I mean, you know, scientists do their best. I mean, this is all new to us. I mean, science... And then modern science, especially now with tools, it's like we're getting very good at this stuff. But, you know, these things are, are very new to, 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 to mankind, these tools. Um, so we've yet to learn a lot about, about human history. I mean, uh, history of the earth, the history of the species and whatnot. But, you know, with, uh, with core, ice core drillings, they see a lot. I mean, the, these scientists have really gotten really good at um, at gathering data um, uh, of different time periods um, in 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 the, in the history of planet Earth, and it's amazing. I love it. I love it. And there's something very important to be able to see this and see. You hear me talk about all the time about imagination and timelines and pictures in our mind we need to use those things because they are tools that are help us understand these things a little bit clearer if you can imagine maps in your head if you can imagine timelines and also stuff like the whole fast forward through right we were fast forwarding through uh, the historical like if we're watching a movie and we have a remote control in our hands those tools are important because they help us see the, the picture in in high definition almost, you know? And we can control what we're trying to look at and where to focus. I love that. Okay. So, why, why did we go? Why did we go through that? Well, because you know how I, do, you know how we do it here. You know how I love to do it. But you know how we do it here at Thesis. There's a reason why I did that. Because I wanted you to get a, a mental image. I wanted to lay out a picture in your mind that was pretty clear that we went through step by step where we can imagine this stuff together um, for a reason. First and foremost, because we are exercising our mind, right? We are strengthening our mind. And we are, and we are looking at these things because we want to examine certain I want to examine specific aspects of something so that's why I went that's how that's why I started the way I did now I want to point something out to you remember this is let's keep this fresh in your mind we just went over the whole story of the creation of the earth right 
through what science tells us. I'm just looking at Google, got all these different um, uh, sources up, right? And we just went through them, what science says. Now, you know how I like to do it here. So, one of my biggest, you already know this, if, you've, if you're new to this, if you're new to the show and this is the first show you're listening to, um, once you hear this, you're going to want to go back and, and check because we've talked about this before. I, I don't, um, I have a problem with the, with the quote unquote beef between science and religion, you know, um, religion believes in creation and even some go as far as to say that the earth is maybe something like 6,000 years old because that's what the Bible says. And then science says, no, look, we developed these tools and these kids on how to measure the um, carbon isotopes and this and that right so earth is actually four billion years old and oh and there's a big big a big a big beef between the two things and i see it all the time and you know what we're here to do is to try to find some not a consensus because this is different what we're trying to find here is a connection between the two ideas and you know this because we've talked about this before okay so where am I going with this? Well, I'm going to read something to you. And remember, I just want to keep reminding you. And I, and I don't want to pound it in your head. But remember, we just, we just went through this little... I just laid out this little tale of what science tells us. Of what the earth looked like in its early days. Right? All the way, well, up to now at least. But like in a, in a fast forward, you know, short... Right? We, we, we kind of forward through it and kind of seen it happening quickly and and so we can get a a, a good a gist of a, a good idea of 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 from the beginning to where we are now somewhat with using our imagination and, and with available information right okay now let me read something to you now remember i want to remind you guys you new guys out there um you new people that might be here sorry not just guys but you know what i mean um new listeners i am not pushing a religion I am not I am not trying to convert anybody to anything. You can believe and worship or not. You are a free person. And uh, so what we're doing here is we're examining stories, right? And uh, so right now I'm foc- I want to focus in specifically on the beef between the science and the religion, especially when it comes to the creation myth, the creation story, Genesis because that's where a lot of the beef comes from, you know. The whole creation stuff. And we're gonna we're gonna focus in on a little bit here. So the very first the very first book in the uh, Christian Bible, Genesis, kind of lays out a story of what God did to create the universe or whatever, right? So we're gonna read a little bit through it. I uh, hope this doesn't bore you, but it's very interesting because we're gonna we're gonna see a few things. Okay, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Um, uh, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. All right, let's pause right there. Oh wait. Okay, well let's pause right there. But I see something confusing. But we're gonna we're gonna deal with this. Okay. So let's see. Earth was without form. Remember earlier when we were talking about the very first 
the very first moments of Earth's creation, it was gathering dust, and it was spinning, and it was hot, and it was molten. It was without form and void. What does void mean? Empty. It was without form and empty. And the darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, deep sounds like water, but I don't know. But I like how it says without form and void because it was empty and it was void. It was just a rock or, or mass or something just there. Dark. Uh, I don't know darkness, okay. Uh, and then it says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Okay. So, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, in this very first section, it talks about how earth was without form, empty in darkness. But then it also says that, it, that God moved upon the face of the waters, saying, okay, now there's water there. Now, remember the fast forward thing earlier. Void, formless, empty, boom, we're forwarding, 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 and then there's water. Okay, that sounds pretty right there. That sounds pretty good. And remember, this is Genesis 2, right? Okay, now let's keep reading. Uh, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Hmm, okay. That would sound like the sun, right? Because it was dark, and then there was light. Weird. I kind of, for some reason, why do I remember? Well, I mean, I, I guess the people who write this stuff can't be wrong, but I, I, I somehow remember, because look, I'm reading the King James Version, so that's one of the older versions, and I could have swore when I was a kid, I remember like thinking at least that it was the first thing was like God said, let there be light, right? I thought that was like the first thing. Uh, but anyhow, let's go on from there. Let there be light. Uh, God saw the light was good. God divided the light from the darkness. He called the light day and darkness, and he called the night. Okay, I think for what what is telling us there is when, just kind of like some order, on uh, from the perspective of the earth itself, uh, because now the sun is there. We're spinning. There's daytime, there's nighttime. Okay, that's pretty basic stuff right there. This one's a little weird, and a lot of people have uh, talked about this and kind of make up little conspiracy type thingies, but let's read it. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. So that is pretty weird. I, I could never get a good explanation of what that means, and I don't think too many people really do. But I think this next line helps us because... Uh, because he said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let the, the, let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. See, that is so weird, because what is this firmament? The sky? Oh, well, here it goes. And God called the firmament heaven. So, something there, uh, maybe a little poetic license there or something, because um, I, I'm, I'm looking at the words and I'm trying to see if what it might represent, let's say, to a modern eye, but I can't. Maybe it's just talking about once the water started gathering, it kind of went back, because see, over here we talked about the deeps of the ocean, so maybe this isn't really in a sequential or... Um, 
maybe it kind of sounds like a little out of sequence, right? That's what it seems to me. Like, like the lines are a little bit out of sequence, but it's okay. It's okay, because we're getting an idea of what, of what these lines are trying to tell us. Um, but now that I look at it, it seems a little out of sequence, but we're going to go on. Uh, so he called the, fir the firmament heaven. Heaven is the sky. So when we think of heaven, you know, when we hear the word heaven, you know, we think of the angels, and that's where we go when we die. But see, in these, in language, when we, they talk about the heavens in the ancient times, they meant the sky. So the heavens, right? We know what the heavens are up there. But the heavens became the word heaven for some reason. And in our modern understanding of the word heaven, we think of the golden gates and uh, St. Peter at the gate and like all these things, heaven, where all the angels are and all our family. So anyhow, we're not, we're not going there right now. Um, and let the waters gather, be gathered onto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so, okay, so see how I was talking about a minute ago, how it seemed a little, um, mis um, like they're out of sequence because look at this next line uh, let let the waters under the heaven be gathered onto one place right like water all over the earth and then let the dry land appear and it was so like earlier when we were fast forwarding it the earth was water and lo and behold a little piece of land popped up and let dry land appear, and it was so. That's Genesis 9. So we're seeing a sequence develop here. Now, the way these first few parts were laid out, I personally think, to me, well, as we're looking at this through the angle of what I was looking at scientifically, there, all, the, all the elements are there, seems like, or some of the elements are there, but they seem to be a little bit out of sequence. But it's okay because the elements are, are, are there in both. Remember what we were talking about earlier from the scientific spectrum, perspective, mind you. And now we're looking at it through what this little creation story is telling us. And you see the sequences are similar. Okay, now let's go on. Uh, okay, and God uh, and God called dry land earth, and the gather the gathering together of the waters He called the seas. So as as land, and remember we're fast forwarding through here now, big time, because now we have land all over the earth, all over the earth. Land is everywhere, all different spots, right? So where where the waters gathered here and there, those were seas, um, uh, and then He called the land earth. Okay, anyhow, here we go. Next line. Um, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and, and herbs and seeds and trees and fruits and all kinds of stuff, right? Um, and, and whose seed is going to keep seeding upon itself and it's going to keep growing. So as we were fast forwarding through the earth scientifically a minute ago, remember we, we kind of came to the point where where dry land starts appearing on on above the water, and soon after uh, we safely assume that that's when trees and fauna and grass and all this stuff started growing. Once the earth was dry, right? Okay, so now we're back in sequence here, uh, and see, and it's telling us here. So God let the earth bring forth grass and herbs and all this. Okay, so now we're in sequence here with the, what science was telling us. 
Because remember, we're looking at this. And mind you, I just want to remind you guys out there. I'm not trying to say, see, the Bible is real. It says it. No, 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 no. You understand that I, I want, what I want my listeners to understand is that what I see in this ancient story, because specifically the story of creation is the most ancient part of any um of any religion of any story that's the most oldest part and that part right there the creation story is from a time immemorial because these stories were told verbally before they were written down before they were chiseled into stone before they were written on clay tablets or written down in a cave wall these stories go way, way, way back. Okay? We'll get to that. We'll get back to that in a minute. Okay, so now we're at the grass and stuff. And remember, keep in mind, while I'm reading this, keep in mind the, the, the image that we had earlier with the fast-forwarding through Earth scientific historical, right? DVD, right? <laughs> okay, so we're at the grass now. So remember, we're fast-forwarding. And the earth brought forth grass and herbs and seeds and trees and fruits and everything. And God saw that it was good. Awesome. All right. And then the third day and all that. But see, the reason I'm not reading those parts about the first day, the third day, the second day, because that part doesn't matter. Because that's where a lot of the beef comes from. But it's okay because we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to set that to the side for a minute because that at this moment is not important. Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven, and let the divide of the day be a night in the signs for the seasons and for the days and the years. Ooh, interesting, interesting. So here it says about the lights in the firmament, right? So the stars in the sky. To divide the day from the night, of course, because the sun and the way we spin, right? And let them be for signs. Interesting. Please, if you have not heard the episode about keep your eyes to the skies, you need to hear it, especially after hearing this. Because look, uh, Genesis 14, talking about the stars in the sky. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So basically it's saying let the order in the sky tell you how to organize your calendars. Basically because look. For days and years and seasons. Right? Nice. So. Genesis 14 talks about using the skies for calendars and stuff. Very good. All right. Uh, now, let's go see. Um, okay, and then the next line, same thing. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens and give light upon the earth. You know, like, okay, light. Okay, good. And then he's then it says here, God made two lights. The greater light he ruled by the day and the last light to rule by the night. And he made the stars also. So see here, it, it's kind of it's kind of repeating itself a little bit. Because now again, we're back to information that is non-sequential, right? It, it, it's telling us the lights for this and the lights for that and the night and the day and the right and the this and the that. Okay, good, fine. Okay, next line. 
Uh, okay, 17, same thing. You're kind of redundant there. Okay, same thing, number 18. And to rule over the day and over the night. Okay, fine. Okay, now, fourth day, whatever. Ah, here we go. Fast, remember, er, so we're on the DVD player now. So we're there. Remember, these things are a little bit out of sequence when I'm reading here. But we're going to, I think there's going to be a little something. Okay, so then God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly moving creatures. Right? So in the waters, it says, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life. So it's saying, okay, in the ocean, there was life. And, but then the next thing says, and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the sky basically but it says here in the in the open firmament of heaven but in the sky right so it says creatures from the water and then creatures from the sky nice and then it goes on god created the whales and every living creature that moved um in the waters right and they multiplied uh, and then he says, be fruitful and multiply. He told the animals of the ocean, be fruitful and multiply. Of course, so the oceans got filled up with, with all kinds of, of creatures. Remember, we're fast forwarding. We're, we're kind of toggling a little bit. So er, we stopped. We rewinded a little bit. We're back in the water. When the earth is nothing but water, there's animals in there teeming. Okay. Nice. Animals in the water. And then remember, we're, we're trying to do these things congruently. And then as the land appears, then we can safely assume that's when the grass started growing. And then at some point after that, land animals, right? Okay. Um, all right. So that was the fifth day, right? The animals in the ocean, the waters. And then the next line, uh, and then, and so we're on 24. Uh, Genesis 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after its kind. Let the earth bring forth from the earth. Let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind. Cattle, creeping things, beasts, and after his kind, and so on and so on. And God made the beast of the earth, cattle of their kind, everything that creepeth upon the earth. And God said that it was good, right? So it's saying all these animals are now covering the earth. Um, right? And, and multiplying and uh, covering the earth, okay? So remember, we're fast-forwarding through the hist history of the earth. Um, and we're to the point now. Here's the interesting part. Well, let's see. Okay. Okay. Let let's let's continue on this path because here I, I I hit a little point here where things not not that it gets difficult, but we're gonna focus specifically on these things. So remember, we're looking at the timeline on the video DVD screen. We're forwarding it. Animals, land, grass, and now creatures on the land. Right? Time scale. We're forwarding through time. Right? Uh. And God made all kinds of beasts, all kinds of, it says cattle and things that creep on earth, everything. So basically it's saying all kinds of animals on earth, right? Now here's, here's a part I think that gets a little 
tricky for some people. Not for me, but let's go for it. Let's go for it. Genesis 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish and the sea and over the fowl and the cattle and the earth. Like basically, man has dominion over all creatures on the earth. Right? Okay. So God created man and he made female and male. Okay. And he said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth replenish the earth subdue it and have dominion over the fish in the sea the fowl in the air and everything that lives on earth and god said behold i have given you every every herb everything all the seeds and fruits and plants on the tree it all belongs to you um and to every beast uh, every fowl everything that moves upon the earth um it basically like look what I've given you all these animals to eat food and grain and trees and fruit and everything here right okay and see so let me go back a little bit let me rewind a little bit so at the same time that we have this image in our mind of the DVD player playing here with the images in our mind I mean with the images so at this point we are where it says Man, okay, never mind the, th the stuff about let us make man in our image and none of that. Let's look at this in a very, from a ger very generic standpoint. What this is saying is that there came a point after the land came out of the ground, after the grass grew on the earth, after all kinds of animals crawled on the earth, after all this stuff has happened, then came man. Seems like, you know, because this is one of the last quote unquote creations, man. To me, it's saying, well, yes, we are, we are one of the, we are the most recent iteration of mammal primates on planet Earth, mankind. And and we already populated Earth, right? So we're, when we look at it, remember we're looking. We're not looking at it through Adam and Eve. None of that. No, no. We're looking at it through scientific. We could remember. I'm reading to you from Genesis. See, it hasn't said anything about Adam and Eve, yet it already told us that Earth was populated with man because God told man multiply and replenish and have dominion over the animals. That's not one couple. That's a multitude of people. Multitudes of people. Of tribes. Multitude of men. Multitude of troops. Multitude of whatever. He's talking about man in the plural here. Go out and multiply. You have dominion. See, this is where some of the people, I think, get confused. Because... When we think about mankind, when we think about God creating man, we think about the story of Adam and Eve, right? Now, definitely I have my thoughts on that and we can definitely get into it. But what I wanted to focus on was was the close relationship between the two stories that we went through here. And the... Um, the... What's the word? Oh. 
the order, right? Like, for instance, we went through the order of the things through a, through a scientific lens. We went through the order, right? Congruence, not congruency. I'm sorry. Um, hold on. So we went through the order of things, you know, looking at it like if we were fast forwarding it from the beginning of the creation of the earth, we fast forwarded through all the way to right now where we are right now. And then we look at the story, the first story in the, in the, in the Christian Bible, the Genesis story, the creation story. And it was very, very similar to what we talked about a minute ago at the beginning of the show, the story of the science, what the science tells us. And then, I, and then we just looked at the story of what, quote-unquote, religion, not religion, because this is the Christian Bible. So we're going to say, and I know, oh, wait, 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 mind you, er, I need to stop myself there because, yes, correction, Jose. <laughs> correction. Our creation story, the Christian creation story, is the same creation story as the Hebrew creation story, right? As the Jewish creation story and the Islamic creation story. So the three, um, three, of, one, three of the major religious groups uh, in the world share the same creation story. Interesting. So I just want, the reason I wanted to go here is because I want to I wanted to give a good example of what it is that we're trying to do here and I hope that we've been able to do that a little bit better by looking at the two specific stories side by side and going through them and looking for those connections because as you know as I've explained this I am trying to find these connections I am trying to find these connections between um, between what scripture tells us and between what science tells us. Because there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a division there. I don't, there should not be, there should not be a division between the two. Now, why do you say that, Jay? Why? Because we just pointed out certain examples what did we point out? We pointed out that there is so much similarity in what both things are trying to tell us. But see, if I am a hardcore, um, you know, uh, religious ideologue, zealot type person who's blinded by pride, right? One of the deadly sins, right? Blinded by pride. Because I know that I am right, and I know that you are wrong, right? Pride, I'm smarter than you, blinds us. So, as long as we continue to think that way, we will never be able to see the connection. So, for those of you out there who might be struggling with some of these things, ask yourself. You know, if you can't see it, ask yourself why. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll be able to figure it out. Maybe you'll be able to see why you can't see it. 
we just read, we just went over two identical stories. One is considered scientific and one is considered religious. Two, op, two on, you know, thinking in modern terms and, and popular terms, it's like opposite sides of the spectrum, diametrically opposite, one on each side, right? Science is way over here. His uh, religion is over here. There's no way they can meet anywhere in the middle. Why, why do they teach us this way? And, you know, and I say this in general, like, they, who's they? No, I know. But I say, like, why are, are we taught this way? Who? Why? Who, who came up with these things? Why does there got to be that division? Why does there got to be that fight? If there is so much, there's, I see so many connecting themes and, and, and stories and ideas and, and things that point to a, to a scientific explanation. All these things that are right there in front of us to see. But we can't see them. I couldn't see them before. You know, if I were to go back 10 years, 15 years, I would have never seen these things. I had no clue whatsoever. I would just defer to the quote-unquote experts. And who are those experts? Well, the pastors and the priests and the church leaders and those folks. I would defer to them. And they would say the earth is 6,000 years old. But at school, the science would, the science, the teacher in science class would tell me that the earth is 4 billion years old. So that creates a conflict. Basically putting you, a young mind, at a crossroad. So which one are you going to believe? Telling our young minds, putting them in a place where they have to pick one or the other, basically. And from when that road is chosen, most likely it, that child, that person stays on that same road of belief for the rest of their lives, maybe. You know, I don't know. I changed. Because I was ignorant. I didn't know anything. I never studied anything. I didn't care. As a young adult, I didn't care. I would defer. And what we need, I think what we need is to start opening up ideas like this to the younger, to the younger minds, to the younger generations. You know, millennials get a bad rap, stuff like that. Then the whatever comes after millennials, <laughs> all these things. But it's because they're not teaching us these things in school anymore. I don't know. Critical thinking. They don't teach that anymore. So it's like we got to take it upon ourselves. To teach ourselves and not just ourselves. But our children. The younger generation about these things. We gotta find a way 
to see things differently. Because we've been so boxed in for so long in our thoughts, in our thought processes, in our mind, and the way we grew up in pop culture and TV and media and everything. And that, and we all seem to kind of fall in line on one side or the other. But you know what? Here at Thesis, what we're going to do is we're going to think outside the box. You know why? Because that box keeps us in. And it keeps stuff out. So when we jump out of that box, we're, we're not going to be uh, limited by these walls around us. We're not going to be limited um, by, by shallow ideas or, or low definition, um, low resolution ideas. No, no. We're going to go deep. We're going to dive deep into big ideas. Ideas like this. Ideas and we're going to look at these stories and we're going to examine them and we're going to use our imagination. We're going to use timelines and maps in our mind because that's what our mind is for. It is a tool that we're going to use that tool here together. I hope today's uh, show kind of got your mind, the little gears in your mind moving, the little hamster wheel in your mind moving a little bit. Because I tell you what, like once I started digging into this, I was blown away because I saw all these connections and I wanted to share. I couldn't wait to come and share this, these findings with you. Because I know you're going to love it too. These are the things that I am passionate about. And this is what's missing from the, uh, from the, from the conversation. And that's what we're going to do here at Thesis is have these conversations together. And I'm going to have these conversations with you. And we're going to have these conversations with our friends in the bunker with Grifo and Dean and Los. We're going to have these conversations with Gio and all these other folks that we're that we're, we're building an army of free thinkers. That's what we're doing here. We're going to think big. We're going to go deep. And we're going we're gonna to sell some un uncharted waters together. But that's the exciting part because we're going to do this together. And you're going to be right there. I'm taking you right there along because we're doing this together. We are doing this together. We are working through these things together at the same time. And I am so happy, happy to be able to do it here with you. I want to thank you guys for being here with us today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you found it very informative. I know I did. I loved doing the research for this show. Um, I was chomping at the bit to get on here. Um, hadn't done anything since the weekend. But I had a big weekend. <laughs> we laid down a few shows and like plenty of hours and it was great. Uh, if you haven't heard the bonus with Dean, it is amazing. I loved it. Uh, if you haven't heard it, please check it out. If you haven't heard the bonus with um, Grifo, please check that out. A little bonus uh, material there with our conversation with Grifo. A little behind the scenes uh, for you there. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for, st for sticking with us. Uh, hope. Uh, you know, I just, I hope you're enjoying the show, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there with us, being here with us, and I just want to ask you to continue checking your feed, and if you liked what you hear, if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends, if you if you know a friend that likes this type of stuff, the, you know, I, I, I actually uh, have a friend that I, I you know, the ancient alien, you know, it's like, this is like my ancient alien type show where we examine stuff like that. They would look at on ancient aliens or something. Anyhow, 
if you have friends that like this type of stuff, let them know, you know, uh, share this episode with them. And, uh, you know, so we can grow our audience. Um, you know, here at Thesis, we're not about money. You know, we're not about fame. It's not even about me or any of the guys. It's about the ideas and about the conversations that we are having together, the exploration of ideas while we look through historical lenses, while we look through scientific lenses. All we want is to be able to understand things a little bit better. And we want that uh, for, for all of us. We, because we have had an eye-opening experience with, with uh, what we've been able to learn. And we just want to share that with you guys out there. We want you to feel this, the same experience and, and the wonder and the excitement to want to know more about whatever it is, right? And I want to take you guys with me, with me, with us, because it is not, it's not about me. It's about us. We are a team. Uh, we are a family. We are a growing family. And I want to thank you. So let's keep at it. Uh, stay out there. Stay strong. Keep your mind, body, and soul strong. Keep digging. Keep asking questions. Um, don't just accept the status quo. Think outside of the box. That's what we're going to do here. Um, stock up on ammo. And I don't mean bullets. Hey, we love our guns. And we love the Second Amendment. But that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about books and information. That's ammunition. Because knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Okay? Knowledge is authority. And that's what we're doing here. But see, we're not authoritative. So we don't want authority to to stomp on, on the weak. No. This is different. This is about liberty. This is about freedom. This is about wisdom and life and progress. This is about all kinds of things that could that could probably never be measured. But that's what we're doing here. Okay, I'm going on and on and on and on and on. But this is the closer. So thank you guys for being here with us today. And I will see you soon. Love you guys. This is... This has been Thesis. Everything is everything. I was your host, <laughs> Jay Marie. Peace out.